It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to The Crossroad. This is a fun one. Man, we have a whole lot of toy discussion coming up. Yes, the New York Toy Fair uh, happened uh, last week. We have tons and tons and tons of news. We also have a box that we got from Playmobil. We're going to do a live unboxing here. It's uh, I think it's a first. I don't think I've ever seen a podcast, or I guess heard a podcast do an unboxing. Uh, then we have a little tribute to Harold Ramis on what would be the fourth anniversary of his passing. Stay tuned. Stillplayingwithtoys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! I mean, it's been 58 degrees here, and we've been running the heater full blast uh, for three oh, days. So, oh, right? 58. <laughs> it's, it's actually really fun. We went out. We had lunch this, uh, this afternoon, and people in their, like, ski parkas and their hats. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. like, in a T-shirt and a hooded sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you, can, you can tell who's, who's native and who's not. Yeah. Um, my main problem is that Secret Studio North is... In a in a is a townhouse estate that's at the top of a, a small hill. Yeah. So you got to get up the ice hill. Yeah, I either have a long hill climb, which means it's a big run to get up there, or uh, there's a short, maybe slightly steeper, but it's very short. Um, but yeah, but a little a little steeper. Last year when we had this trouble, I tried the the, the the first way, which is the long way, and nope, I got halfway up and I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so I three pointed it back down the hill, and and I went around and I was like, um, this is actually seems a bit clear. If I get some speed, I should be able to because it's very get short. A running just, start, yeah. I could get up the thing, and I get there, and some guy <laughs> in his truck, his truck uh, is jackknifed no. in the middle of it, like he's blocking the entire thing. So that one was a that was a that was a hard one. It took me quite a bit. It literally took me fifteen minutes of like circling my block oh, to come around again and, and make the run. Like and finally, finally I managed to get because it turns out if I can get to that other entrance, the long at the top of the long thing, the the bit that goes into my my complex usually fairly quickly has been graveled or iced or something. So if I can just get up the roadway. And that's what happened this this time. I, I, I gave it one shot up the long one. And I was like, and I, was like ah, I screwed up because <laughs> nope. I had the I had the the, the, the anti slide traction control on. Oh yeah, that's never helpful. Everything in these locks situations. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, or, or it's applying power, you know, as it thinks and it loses traction. Yeah. And, uh, so I couldn't I couldn't really get a good head of speed up. So I three pointed it back down. And I was like, well. <laughs> It's not as heavy as last time, which means theoretically I should be able to get up the short hill. Maybe not even with much of a. And there's a moving truck right there. I'm like, uh, what? Once again, Why? foiled by the truck. So, 
Uh, and Got at a certain him. point, you should just put your, put, you know, park your car on the side of the road and just walk home. Yeah, like, see, yeah, that's the problem. Not a lot of parking. Like, uh, literally, there's no, like, the the town has a state overlooks a major road, so there's no so roadside there's nowhere parking to go. There. Yeah. I could park down in the village, and that's a brisk, you know, 10-minute walk up the hill. Fortunately, you know, I'm Canadian, so I, a couple of days ago, already had moved my... I wandered around in my hoodie most of the time, but I had moved the heavier jacket into the into the truck. I was like, "Well, maybe I'm walking." Just in case. Um, there's, oh, I could have parked in my son's daycare. It's in a church. I'm pretty sure I probably could have parked there overnight. Uh, but again, yeah. ten. That's a ten minute hike. It's equidistant as the village, uh, or I could have circled around and gone up the long hill enough to three-point back and park at the side because there's a little bit of roadside parking there and that would have been a slightly shorter walk but uh, as it happened i managed to get up the hill this is fascinating for everybody and i'm sure everybody on the east coast who's actually been through storms big enough that they're carving fake cars in the snow to fool <laughs> yeah, cops exactly, that they're yeah, tunneling they're all, out of their houses and they're yeah. all listening to me going oh god oh poor baby but there's hey, some black ice on the road mm, i yeah. put my time in I put my time in, okay? <laughs> so shut up. I put my time in. Yeah. I moved out here. I'm enjoying this. It's, yeah. I'm, except for the cold part. Except for the cold <laughs> and the being in the basement. But you've got a uh, warm or a cold beverage. I heard something open. Yeah, Beer, I got a cold cider? beverage because okay. that's how it works, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, cold on cold. Uh, yeah, normally I'd, I'd turn the furnace on, but it's, I'm kind of right next to it, so it'd be kind of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So no, that's not not, that. not good listening uh, for, for our that. listening Doesn't audience matter. out there. We got presents. We got presents, 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 presents. Well, so, presents, right, presents. so here's here's what we're gonna do. This is our we've got this is a double episode basically. We're gonna we're gonna talk toys because everybody else is talking toys. New York Toy Fair happened this past weekend. Everybody it's almost kind about of a triple episode. Uh, you're right. It actually it, it will. We, we do a little bit of our normal newsy thing, which admittedly is fairly toy heavy. Yeah, it's pretty, it's like 98% toys yeah. uh, and then like 2% of... <laughs> 2% me complaining about the weather. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, but we, we have presents that we're going to do a, an unboxing, which will be fun because it'll be audio only. Yeah. You're going to hear us like open some boxes and be like, oh, that's so cool, neat. Uh, I, know, I know what I got, but you don't know what you. I got. don't. I haven't opened my my shipping package here yet. So, um, all right. So, so and, we'll. Well, and then the third part is, yeah, we uh, we're gonna go to some Harold Ramis love. Yeah, end, yeah. I mean, it's. It did we say sense. the second part, or did we wander off there? No, no. I think Se- so. second part. Second part is audio. We got a lot of. We got a lot of audio thanks to uh, Chad Paulson of Ghostbusters.net, who he he got the golden ticket to go to the New York Toy Fair. You know, it's industry only. It's a, a licensing trade show, that kind of thing. So you have to. You have to know somebody. It's like CES. You got to know somebody. But uh, so he was there thanks to Ripped Apparel and. Uh, I go to E3, and it, it's nice that he got to Toy Fair. Uh, I'm curious to know what the difference is between them vetting uh, industry there versus industry for E3. I don't know. I mean, because I know they've asked me to send in tax forms. To oh prove my that god! I yeah, I mean, like, so and and I don't. I, I understand why. Like to prove that I'm a professional for WonderCon and San Diego Comic Con, I have to send yeah. in credits and a photocopy of my book byline and all sorts of stuff. But uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but anyways, you know, he he yeah. he got in. 
He got in, uh, ripped Johnny on the spot. He was Johnny on the spot. He got us some audio. Uh, very, very Chat cool on the floor. Him to be down there uh, thinking of us. And so we're, we are blessed with riches from him. So we've got some audio from, oh boy, a whole mess of people. Diamond Select, Blitzway, Funko, Round 2, McFarlane. He went and, and ran the gamut for us. So uh, yeah. thanks, thanks to Chad. He's also going to be putting a whole bunch of great content on Ghostbusters.net. And he fed stuff to, you know, Ghostbusters News and... Uh, just very, very nice of him to be helping everybody out uh, with the content. So we've got. He doesn't. Great audio. He doesn't play favorites. He doesn't. Which I wish. I off, mean, off the record, he says we're his favorites. <laughs> Don't tell Jason. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Oh, wait, they can hear this. Ah, oh, damn. Are you recording? Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, I went uh, Rodney Dangerfield for a second. Whoa, <laughs> hey. We're all getting late. Uh, all right. So all right. let's talk toys. Let's, yes. let's, let's toys, 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 more toys. Um, so I think I want to I get to the roundup of the news. There's a whole lot of news uh, yep. as, as to be expected from Toy Fair, but... I'm kind of anxious to open our presents too. Talk do you faster because I've started opening. I was going to say, let's do this now. I'm going to, let me grab my. Now so, is yours in a cute little one, one figure, one box, like shipping box? Oh yeah. I mean, I have, so uh, our friends at the, Playmobil have sent us a little, little something. A little taste of the Ghostbusters 2 so figures. I... Did you see the picture I posted? But no. Speaking of the village, the, our village... Our village is ostensibly built for the couple of apartments are either for young couples starting and don't mind living away from the hustle and bustle of Vancouver, downtown Vancouver. But it's actually quite a few older, you know, retired people and all that, which means the village shops are designed around, um, you know, uh, produce, easy produce, coffee shops, little restaurants. Yeah, and little village. And the old, th- the old throwback, it's actually called the Village Toy Shop, a tiny little toy store with um, aimed at younger kids. It's, it's basically grandma needs to buy a toy for, <laughs> you know, Jimmy or yeah. Janie because there's no Star Wall of Star Wars. There's no, you know, Marvel action figures. It's, and they are, uh, you know, Playmobil, uh, learning toys, Lego, educational learning toys, toys, that kind of stuff. stuff. Yeah, stuff Co- that like grandma books. and grandpa would love. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, they have a full display of the, and it's only four figures, but they, it's got a tiny little cardboard stand for. Oh. I am calling and putting dibs on that. Let me tell the, you. Yeah. Like um, what I'm impressed with is that when they said they send us some stuff, it's the box is. Uh, uh, no, maybe not. Maybe it's all right. Well, I wonder no, if you I got wouldn't. something different because so here's the other fun thing. You got stuff from Playmobil of Canada, whereas I got stuff from Playmobil of the U.S. Yeah. So it appears see, that I've, I've a... gotten the Egon figure. Oh, I see now. It's stamped on the side. It says Playmobil Panda Family. Oh, Panda and Family. It's got, it's got the you know the Playmobil face logo-y thing stamped oh. on it and all that. But obviously this is for some other thing. And they've, yeah, because mine I is just like a generic special... mailer, and then inside was the uh, 
yes. you gone Ghostbusters too. But no, okay. So you get I got I got Peter. I knew oh, I was getting Peter because ah. they said we have a Peter left. Would you like it? I said yes, please. Oh my God! Well, uh, j- super generous of Playmobil to send us these to uh, to talk about on the air. Now yeah. I so inside mine I had so I had Egon and he comes in the the little individual box and oh this is cool. Yep. So the everything is already assembled. No, no. He oh. looks pretty dark actually. I'm looking at the picture on the top. He looks he looks kind of mean. In he does. Dark uniform, to be He's honest. got like Harry Potter, uh, evil Harry Potter thing going here. And he's got kind of the, the 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 frown with a smile, which doesn't make him you know more. That makes him just kind of scarier, to be honest. Well, it's it's funny because we're probably going to be talking about the Diamond Select Egon for real Ghostbusters, <laughs> who looks a little I, angry too. But so wait, I'm what's this? Temp- I'm what's kind this of tempted box? to take a sharpie and put a goatee on, uh, on all of them. <laughs> the mirror um, universe. The mirror universe Ghostbusters. Um, what's so this? How far along? Uh, Have you opened your box? Yeah, I've opened my box. So I've I'm, oh, I've pulled geez, the figure okay. out. But what is this? What's this black Playmobil box? Is this just to put over top of the trap? I should read instructions. Instructions are for. Oh, this is—it's a little catalog. Sir, That's you're not American. instructions. Why would you? Uh, exactly. Arr! This is America. We don't need instructions. Well, wow, this is a cute little catalog that comes inside there. Very cool. All right. Um, uh, oh, I see. Decals, okay. which I will do later, not on the air. That. Oh, I know what it is. Oh. Is okay. it for storing the? Um, yeah, for you to put all of the, the trap goods prism. In. So yeah, it does not get uh, so it doesn't get warped. all scratched up and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so, so the little prism goes right on top of the trap. I see, like this. Stickers, my favorite, least favorite part of Playmobil. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, oh really? I enjoy awesome. the sticker. I, I maybe that's uh, like being a kid and getting the Kenner figures, yeah. and you always had to put the sticker sheet on. And no, I have mild OCD when it comes to these things. Uh, like okay. Everything which must makes be it, painted. Which it na- makes it nerve-wracking to put them together with a five-year-old. Because I'll tell you right now, five-year-olds, they don't care. <laughs> Everything must be folded. Halfway uh, through, he floats the idea, and this one's for me. No, does not go in your shirt. No, oh, fine, you're his, five. Do his it. Dad's got a little vein popping out. Uh, oh, okay. Nope, I'm looking at the instructions now. Are you looking at I the am. instructions? I am. So I got to put the little trap doors on here. What do they call it um, in Hollywood terms? The old uh, black box studios when they had to use the sunlight? So oh, it was indoor, yeah. sort that of, but black it had the, box, ha- uh, the black box. I want to say Black Mariah, but that's something else, isn't it? Uh, I know what you're talking when you in the early days when they had to get so much light in there. I see you put yeah. it over top of your phone so that you can see the prism a little bit better, especially under I'm assuming brighter conditions like outside or. Well, with we an saw that light. at at Toy Fair. You know, they had that. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, with <they> the <laughs> floor lights beaming down on it, it was probably impossible to see. But uh, yeah, but they but they left out the and you have to put a three cent black box over top of it here <laughs> although frankly i'm kind of impressed at that small attention to detail um, because yeah, a lot of other places would have said hey look at it in dark room don't talk to us but yeah. this, you know they said like don't get me wrong this you know adds to the overhead of the product a bit they had to you know i feel like Playmo- their attention to detail playmobile i mean yeah granted egon does look a little angry here but uh <laughs> You know the the attention to detail. Otherwise, is pretty great. I mean, the packs mm-hmm. like I'm I've gotten sidetracked. I'm putting the pack on Egon here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've they've really done a, a number here, and I love you know the Ghostbusters two uniforms. Uh, I don't know. They they hold a special place in my heart for some reason. I know a lot of people out there that are because you're young and that was your first that's movie. That's probably in the cinema. why. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. Um, um, what, right. And the, the other thing I do like, and I notice this is different from their other sets. They don't make you put the figures together. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, Thomas, for example, at a birthday party, um, the 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 what do you call it? The goodie bag or whatever came with um you know these packs are slightly different uh th- from the i was tr- yeah i was looking for my other ghostbusters playmobile but I, I they're in a box somewhere the ghostbusters ones the first series from the first movie have black straps so uh whereas wonder... this one has the brown straps and it's showing through like it's designed that a couple like yeah. three three different places it pops through the black um yeah, it's like the, the booster the booster frame there is kind of like yeah. that tan color. Interesting. Uh anyways, as I was saying, he got a he got a figure, a single figure, and he's loose in a bag. Like you have to here's how you pop the legs into the waist and onto yeah. the arms into the and that's not as much fun. I mean, I, I know you have to do it for like Lego and all that too. Sorry. To the other um child toy <laughs> to the line unmentionable that shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. And I'm this assembling is... the trap here as we speak. I'm assembling the trap, Ray. Some some assembly is required. Uh, but again, we we talked about that with the Playmobil Don't assemble stuff the trap. Too, that... Okay? Don't, I'm, I'm, I'm taking out the trap. Don't assemble the trap. I, I assembled, assembled the trap, the trap Ray. Chris. Uh, the trap is uh, pretty cool. I like the way that this looks. Bop, bop, bop. This is the first trap, right? It's a little right? different, too. No, no. The, the, the first series came with traps as well. But they were solid. Oh, that's right. They did kind of open weren't like solid. this. They weren't yeah. solid. They actually did I don't have one this to compare, little... but uh, they, they're they similar, but not the same. Yeah. These are obviously designed. Um, similar, but different. How are this? Little. Yeah, so that different. goes into that. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the bottom plate. I don't recall the other ones having a bottom plate, but it did have the opening doors. Uh, where did my... Oh, there's my pedal. I was going to say, I'm missing the trap pedal, but there it is. Cool. All right. Well, this is great. Okay, so in the box, you get Egon, you get the trap, you get a PKE meter, you get the prism that goes over top of your phone, uh, you get a proton stream, you get the little gauntlets that look like his gloves. That's cool. <laughs> I actually got an extra glove. All right, yeah, we talked know. about that before. The um, Playmobil... Um, happy to give you a couple extras. Yeah, just in case you lose one, I guess. That's very kind yeah. of them. I never mentioned it, actually. The, the <laughs> He was very enthusiastic. Now, I'm 99% sure it's not still lost upstairs uh, and that it was missing. But I do not want to swear because they've been so good about everything else. But one of the terror dogs is missing a horn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of goofy looking at him without a horn. Um Okay. Well, this is very cool. And I also got a, a pink uh, slime that, like, the vinyl slime that comes with the uh, Ecto 1 vehicle that uh, kind of has that static. You can stick it to stuff. I'm going to stick it to my monitor yeah. right now. So, there we go. You take. So, when the time comes, you pull the bottom. Yeah, it's rubber, so you can pull it you off. You pull the bottom you pull off. Pull the base and then, plate off. Yeah, then. No, that makes no sense because there's no hole through it. 
Why would you pull pull that thing? Oh like, well, there's uh, there's the little uh, there's like oh, a little like plate. I'm an idiot. There's Sorry. a little peg thing you gotta. No, no, that's that's not it. It's I. <laughs> it's me misunderstanding the mechanism. For some reason, in my head, it was all it projects inside. It's not. It project. <coughs> it if you look it's at all the around. example of the phone, it's all yeah. around it and it yeah. reflects up into the thing. So that's that's fine. So, that's, yeah. Okay. So the little peg thing kind of holds it in there, basically. And then I'm guessing you put the uh, the no ghost. There's like one side of the prism is completely blacked out, so you put that against the side that you're is opposite to you, yeah. so that it reflects a little bit better, maybe. So it is quite ingenious. Uh. The the idea is that three different images, very cool, kind nice. of come together. Like if you look at it. Yeah, it gives it Depending, that yeah. illusion of three dimensions. Uh, but uh, this is this is super Magic. cool. Magic. Well, so now that I have uh, I have Egon, is, I got to get the other guys here. Yes. Well, and that's the other thing. There, I don't know about in this. I saw online like Amazon. Their price wasn't whoever was selling them on Amazon. The price was only so so. Village uh, toy shop here. They're twelve dollars Canadian each. Whoa. So, well, that's I mean, a pretty good price. Yeah, that's like. That's what that well because the the sets like uh, Vankman and the Terror Dogs those were like twenty ish so that's not bad for one figure plus this trap which is is yeah. kind of complicated and but I mean Egon Egon looks pretty great if you put the PKE yeah. meter in his hand and I got the gloves on him and everything this is super now cool. we we brought this up before but I see somebody was complaining that only Winston gets the uh, slime thrower. Does it, Ray, been, Ray doesn't get the slime thrower either? Not not according to the, the slime blower? box. Oh, you're right. They each get a PKE meter. That was something they said was a, a thing. They obviously each get a trap, one of these special Playmogram 3D. Playmogram 3D, 3D. yeah. Um, but only, uh, only Winston huh. gets the slime thrower, which is a shame. Um, I don't think it attracts some unless somebody wants to be really uh, – no. Really retentive about, yeah. about the second movie. I guess you could just always buy another I was about Winston. To say, buy another Winston. Um, give give the figure to your little give take the pack from from the ray. <laughs> put it on Winston. Give Winston to your, you know, kid brother or something. Yeah. Oh, cousin, man. Kid next door. Stranger uh, on the street. Strange, just give it to some random person, whoever you see. <laughs> Uh, well, um, this is this is stick him on cool. a string, put him on your your dashboard, and he can bobble around. Yeah, That's uh, right. keychain. Uh, I don't know exactly. Well, yeah. the one thing we forgot to do because we're not very smart is we did not download the app so yeah so i can't do that on the air but we'll we'll come back to that. that's that's something we'll that's, come back to it. yeah we'll have to do anyway but uh it's, it's only the most magical part it's only whatever the, i know yeah uh, no these are um no i continue to be impressed with them playmobile was never my favorite as a kid just because it it, it was so it was so locked do you know what i mean like yeah it was so yeah rigid. it was yeah so it, as growing up, it was never my fave. Although I'm, I, I knew lots of people who did have it, just because being locked and having so many sets, it did have that kind of crossover. Um, dollhouse appeal, I guess, sort of. Yeah, it had a lot of like civics. You know, there were police, policemen, and firemen. Yeah. And- uh, soldiers and uh, not not necessarily you know I was into GI Joes and Star Wars yeah. figures and things like that but 
Now, and now that no there's metal, Ghostbusters toys. You take your you take your um, you take your GI Joe into the bathtub. You know he was gonna they were gonna rust in places, but Playmobil. Yeah. Plus, Playmobil actually designed for its purpose. So, if you got yourself like a boat set or something like that, the darn thing floated. And yeah, which I've I've heard now. So we can talk about the uh, the real Ghostbusters uh, Playmobil figures that they were showing off at uh, Toy Fair. And uh, yes, I've heard that the the uh, all of their little mini rigs, uh, like the little yeah. boat uh, jet ski one, actually does float. And yeah, uh, so I would. I would hold them accountable if it didn't, because that's like I said, that was one of the the cooler uh, selling points of Playmobil was yeah. that was a play it anywhere set. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm still I'm putting on decals now. All right, I should actually focus on the show. Sorry, <laughs> I'm done, uh, so I win. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's talk about Diamond Select for a minute yeah. here while we're still, or at least while I'm still assembling my uh, decals here. Um, so done. I feel like Diamond Select kind of made the biggest splash at Toy Fair this past weekend, uh, mainly because of their four real Ghostbusters action figures. Um, so, you know, the we've got the four guys, Slimer and uh, Stay Puffed. Those are going to be making up their Series 9 and 10 uh, releases, yes. 7 and 8 still being the Ghostbusters 2 figures, which have just started releasing. If you are looking in your stores or on Amazon or your local shops, they should start arriving now. But um, so series nine and 10, uh, very cool. The real Ghostbusters figures themselves, the guys, uh, they it looks like they've kind of repainted the movie <coughs> torsos, although they did say, and we'll hear in the uh, the interview that's coming up here that, that Chad has provided us, they did retool them a little bit. It's the same as their movie counterparts, but they did kind of make... You know, Ray a little bit shorter, Egon a little taller. Um, so they, they do have yeah. differentiation between the four of them. It's not one generic body uh, amongst the four of them. But um, but I, I mean, I think they all look pretty good. I have heard some criticisms, particularly about Ray and Winston. Um, but I, I mean, I think Egon and Peter are pretty spot on. We can say that uh, in full confidence, or at least I can. People yeah. are a little angry at Egon being angry. Well, people are angry in general, I've found. But, you know, uh, e- Egon <laughs> yeah, see, does have a look of determination, which he had a lot in the series. A lot so in the series. He was. Deal yes. Is. That's how they conveyed, conveyed his sternness to children, was he scowled. <laughs> yes. He scowled a lot. Uh, he, he always was kind of looking below his glasses. And I don't know. I feel like they've kind of conveyed that pretty well. But. Uh, at any rate, so uh, the four figures uh, look very awesome. Uh, those, uh, I don't have release date information on those, but it may come up in the interview here that we've got from Chad, so don't uh, quote me on it. They also had all of the Ghostbusters 2 figures on display, uh, so we have some details on those now, which is cool. Uh, Janosch will come with a lenticular Vigo. Uh, and he will, as we had learned previously, come with a mini baby Oscar in the uh, uh, yellow Winnie the Pooh pajamas, which I think is a great touch. Uh, the display, not holding the baby correctly, which a few people pointed out, and myself as a new dad, I'm like, you got to support the head, Janosch. I mean, I know that he's well, going to be the ruler of the world and whatever, but come on, man. Now, to be fair, we saw that we saw that we saw that baby crawling around on the bed he he has his his neck muscles are fine <laughs> he's fine that's true he is on he's got a lot of tummy time uh that baby is six months nerds if a day <laughs> <clears throat> uh 
so yeah, so uh, very cool. Diamond really made a pretty big splash. Um, you know, the, uh, let's see, what else is notable about seven and eight? Janosch has a lenticular painting. Egon's going to come with a Gigameter. Uh, Ray is going to come with a Vigo head that you can pop on, which is cool. When he gets possessed by Vigo, you can have that. Uh, let's see, the Carpathian painting we talked about. Oh, you also get a set of Vigo the Carpathian hands with Vigo so he can hold the baby. I'm assuming that he can hold it awkwardly in front of his face, as uh, Wilhelm von <laughs> Butchendorf did in the... <laughs> the Scourge of Carpathia, now with baby holding action. God, I hope that's on the actual box. <laughs> Kung Fu baby holding action. Um, but uh, yeah, so so uh, more audio is coming up in our Toy Fair interview with Mr. Zach Oat, friend of the podcast, coming up here soon. Uh, loyal Subjects, these are cool. Uh, they have a new blind box set that's coming in September. They were showing off their prototypes, the four Busters and Slimer. I don't know how to describe these, Chris. They're sort of an in-between the pop vinyls and, like, the Mighty Meeples. They look... They're stylized figures. They look very small, uh, so they should be a, a pretty cheap, easy-to-afford price point. Um, they have really big arms and really big legs. I don't know how else to describe what they look like for our listening audience. Uh, but Loyal Subjects, they're doing a lot of great stuff with Predator uh, action figures, Terminator 2 action figures, or, or not action figures, but these like blind bag uh, purchases. So uh, cool to have those on the docket. Uh, McFarlane, ooh, yes, they showed off their Stranger Things Ghostbusters figures that we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, that four-pack that's ultra-exclusive, ultra-rare. Uh, we do have audio coming up from them, but th- those will be available in the fall uh, some more information coming up on that. What else, Chris? Oh, round two, the Johnny Lightning folks. Uh, they showed off some Ghostbusters 2 merch. They had a Matchbox car, an electric slot racer, a mini firehouse diorama. Um, I would like to correct them that the car is not an El Dorado, but I'll do that <laughs> off the air. Uh, I like that in the rundown you said Ecto Manual guy would like to correct them, <laughs> not yeah. I would like to correct them. That guy. That guy. That guy. Would oh like God, to correct that guy him. Again. Uh, NECA showed off some stuff. They're they're still doing some stuff with the license, including uh, those scalar figures. You know that can hold on to uh, yeah. computer cords or you know the the blinds in your office or something. They're still working on those. There was also like a Slimer thing that they showed off. I don't know what that was. It's like a pillow oh, those are, pet. Oh, the pillow pet. That I'm not quite sure. I saw that they kind of. Um, Oh, what redid slightly scaled down the the head knockers that they did oh, ages yeah, ago, a long time ago. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They um, those two now are part of a, a, a larger series of these bobble head knocker things that are in a smaller uh, clear plastic bubble case. Ah, uh, um, okay. Yeah, but I don't know about the other thing. I didn't get a, a good look at it to to pass judgment. It seems like so NECA may still hold the license, not for action figures, but for like novelties and uh, house household items. Uh, You know, like I I know at one point Cryptozoic was doing like oven mitts and things like that. So maybe NECA now has kind of latched onto that. Uh, Well, this begs the question what that pillow thing is, because the head knockers thing makes a certain amount of sense because... Um, you know, it's designed and it's made, it's, it's, it, depending on the agreement, you know, there's room for them to, like, I don't see anybody else making head knockers or, you know, bobbleheads or anything like that. So, 
it's uh you know they may have you know years to go who knows to yeah. keep, keep repurposing them and putting them out sort of thing but yeah that other thing was kind of kind of i'm kind not of sure and that so the only information i have on that is is to go to go by is chad's photos and the photo's a little blurry too so i can't really see the uh what it says but so we'll we'll get more information on that and get back to you guys i mean and neca could have the action figure license as we've seen you know mesco uh is showing off 12 inch action figures that are somewhere in between like the uh, Blitzway, the high end, you know, kind of those hot toys uh, type figures, and then the Mattel figures, which were still expensive but a cheaper price point. It seems like Mesco is kind of in that in between yep. area, trying to fill that void. Um, so they they were showing those off. They look pretty good. They look a lot like the Mattel figures to me, honestly. But um, you know, if, uh, especially if you're a 12 inch uh, doll <laughs> collector, uh, it's not a doll. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if that's them, uh, you know, saying to themselves between, uh, uh, Blitzway and, uh, Secret Soldier. Oh yeah. Super Secret Soldier. S- yeah. Secret Soldier. The, j- the Super Japanese. Soaker, so- yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Super Soaker. Yeah. Uh, those are very high end 12 inch figures. I wonder if this is them going, the Mattels are gone and on the a- secondary market are quite pricey. And then these guys are coming along. They're super pricey. We'll just sort of zip move in here yeah, and be able to offer a, a decent, um, uh, you know, mid mid range price point. Let's say. Oh my God, I mean, can you believe that we are talking about different price point Ghostbusters action <laughs> yeah. figures? We right live now? in That's... a world with four companies <laughs> making different lines of twelve inch action figure Ghostbusters. That's uh. before we even get to the. Well, we're talking two companies now that have made six-inch action figures. Yeah, I, I mean... Um, we're up to half a dozen, maybe more, of non-action figure, like figurines of various types, from Titans to the Cryptozoics blind bag ones. Well, By and, the way, I, 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 I apologize. I, I downloaded the app. I wasn't paying attention to <laughs> too much. Those, um, the ones you started out talking about by... Um, the new company with the name I don't remember. Talking about the Diamond Select Toys? No. Yes, I can't remember no. Diamond. Oh, Loyal Subjects. Loyal Subjects. Yeah. Thank you. Um, those are supposed to be blind bag figures. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is that, are they part of the larger set? Because at the Toy Fair, they had a lot of different sci-fi and 80s movies figures Oh, so are the, the five ghosts, or are there, see, the thing is I haven't finished Mm. listening to all of Chad's, uh, audio, so I don't know if it got clarified whether or not they were part of a larger blind bag series. Yeah. Unfortunately we don't have, he didn't get, come on, Chad, you didn't get us audio with the loyal subjects guys. Well, that'd be Uh, why I never, I didn't hear it then. I'm sitting here going, I didn't hear it. Cover. Fess up. <laughs> Honesty is the best man. I am afraid I did not have a chance to listen to it. It doesn't exist. It I plead the fifth. Doesn't exist. Uh, no, um, so I'm not sure, but that actually would make more sense because I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, it's a blind bag, but there's only five figures. So you've mm. got a one in five chance of getting whatever you want, which doesn't really promote repeat buying. But if it's a bigger line, like if it's 80s. <coughs> You know, yeah. sci-fi or '80s uh, pop culture or whatever, and so you buy it and you get a Predator figure, and you're like, ah, I still want the Ghostbusters. Uh, maybe yeah. that's what it is. It's kind of then it makes it like the um, ah, they weren't as uh, 
they did not capture the um, quite as many uh, headlines last year or two years before as the other toy lines, but there was that uh, horror figurine set. I forget what they were called. Um, yeah, I know the tiny little about. stylized the ones that the, had like there was a Freddy and a Jason and a yeah. yeah. The, the horror, I think it was, actually was called Horror Icons or something like that. But they had two or three series. They were obviously quite popular. And they had their own little stylized, you know, chibi style, uh, you know, big head, little body. And the, the main trick was that the the eyes were blank. They had these big Spider-Man type eyes on every figure. Does that make yeah. any sense? Yeah. And um, yeah, there was a Slimer and... Something else. Was it a terror dog? I can't remember. But yes, that was in amongst, you know, a dozen or so figures, right? So I think I kind of like this idea because I'm sitting there going, oh, man, another set of figures. But if part of the hunting is (laughs) is that I maybe I'll get an aliens or something to go along with it, I don't know that I'm choked about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, that's, that's fun. That's That's a fun one. Yeah. I, I plus love it, the fact that you were just like, training. oh, another set of figures. Like, we're, I, I'm I'm still flabbergasted that I just opened a <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 Egon Spangler figure in 2018. And you're like, Ugh. So thankful and annoyed all at the same time. I can't. My The amount of space that I have and the amount of money that I possess cannot continue this. <laughs> Every time somebody says, oh, I'm so burnt out on superhero movies, I go, I hear you. I don't agree, but I hear you. I can empathize as I have the same problem with Ghostbusters figures. With with action figures of the same four guys over and over and over again. <laughs> I have them in various sizes from, you know, uh, one centimeter to 12 centimeters. <laughs> and I say this as somebody that's like, welcome to my basement. This is the Slimer wall. And over here is the Stay Puft wall. <laughs> Uh, if you turn around, here is the ecto wall. I yeah. call it the garage. The garage. Oh, I mean that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, so, so speaking of which, you know, we kind of we talked about the uh, uh, round two Johnny Lightning figures. I also saw that yeah. there were like drones, and then on Ghost Core they had a couple of like one sixth scale or one twelfth scale. They looked pretty big. Uh, ectomobiles that were being shown off, but no, again, no details on those. Uh, Very little, quite yeah. Yet. So it seems like a lot of ecto love is is coming as well, uh, which is fine. Some um, somebody pointed out that they're not high, very high detail, which I suspect means again, after you know, missing out on the Hot Wheels elites and stuff like that, like <laughs> like as much as I would have loved to, to have had some of them. Um, yeah, these feel like they're again more of a reasonably priced, um, but 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 a high of a higher end than the, uh, you know the the Hot Wheel single ecto on a you know the standard card and all yeah, that. Yeah, sort of yeah, the the cheaper version, or there was like the Joyride ecto. I want to say was that what yes. it was called? That one that was a yes. little bit cheaper that came out before the Mattel uh, yes. Hot Wheels Elite Which one, I and think was like a thirty dollar. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't and super, it, 30 to $50. It wasn't super expensive. Yeah, the detail Versus the was, Hot Wheels Elite mm, of a similar size that yeah. was 250 bucks or something like that. I can't remember, but But I think it's, you know, it's it's worth pointing out that, was you know, 150. We were uh talking about those like a Novos packs, the Spangler Hero yeah. packs that are $3,000, uh, you know, but here's here's something yeah. that's a little more in the affordable wheelhouse too. So they are still they're not catering to the uber rich uh, collector, which is nice because yeah. I don't think a lot of us are uber rich. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice to see this, this variety out there. And if you missed out on the Joyride Ecto, here's a good replacement or one that you can pick up and, and put on your desk and display with pride. Uh, so I don't know. It's just, it's so nice to have a variety of stuff, especially after such a dearth of material from whatever it was like 80, well, it was more like 91, 92 through 2000. Seven? Yeah. When did we start getting? It's 2006 for the anniversary, maybe? Uh, four? 2009 was... was the video game and uh, kind of an upswing. Prior to that would have been not a lot. Like, that was the... Oh, boy. I mean, we had that, <clears throat> like, 97, 97, 98 stretch where Extreme Ghostbusters came out. So that that was kind of a nice little Extreme oasis in the middle of the desert. But Yeah, 88 miles per hour had their comic series out around then. Well, that's true. That was a little something. That was, like, 2000, 2001. Uh, but there really wasn't a lot. Like, what? we would not no. have been doing a weekly show I'm, this time I'm gonna, 20 I'm gonna years ago. I'm going to interrupt you. I, don't, I think it was earlier than that. I seem to recall... 88 miles getting, per hour was? Uh, I thought for some reason I was getting the, yeah, I got like one of the lithographs that they <laughs> well, produced. I mean, for 88 miles per hour, you probably got the lithograph and then like three years later, the comic book came <laughs> It was one and then the other. But I seem yeah. to recall getting it while I was still in Alberta and I that, I didn't move out here until 97. Huh. So I know everybody loves this. Let me see. Um... Uh, Jaws was in theater, and <laughs> I was just a young man at the time. I had my first bypass surgery, and uh, <laughs> I ever tell you about the time I found a button? Um, <clears throat> anyways, yes, that was basically between yeah ninety eight to two thousand and five. We were pretty much on our own. Um, we were making our own fun. Yeah, yeah. And now here we are after uh, Toy Fair 2018. And <laughs> this, I have a feeling this is just the tip of the iceberg. I have a feeling that there were yeah. closed door deals that happened at this Toy Fair, knowing we saw that uh, Eric from Ghost Core and a couple people were there. Uh, I I bet there's more coming. More things that we probably will not be privy to until later that are probably down the stretch for uh, the anniversary <coughs> next year would be my guess. Yeah. That's what all those handshakes were happening for. But um, Well, uh, let's see. End of the summer will be uh, Comic-Con. We got Comic-Con coming up. Yeah. And prior to Comic-Con, if I recall correctly, there will be the London Toy Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon mm. Con, uh, you know, coming up. Not as uh, much. Yeah. Uh, uh, it doesn't seem to be a lot of stuff there. It's a lot of Ghostbusters, but I don't True. see. True, yeah, PKs are just huge, but uh, at least amongst uh, us in the fan base, yeah. Um, a lot of we'll get a lot of stuff coming out for Christmas, hooray! And then yeah, we'll start over again in Toy Fair New York for 2019. I mean, we'll if we don't already know about the huge, stuff that's happening, yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure there will be the announcements, and then February of next year will be our first glimpses at whatever those announcements are that we get this year. So yeah. Um. So okay. So we have. We have about 20 minutes worth of audio from Chad, so I do want to hit a couple things real quick that are not toy-related. Uh, Chronicle Collectibles teased a reveal of a Ghostbusters product that we'll talk about at a later date because that is actually happening after we record. They teased that they're going to announce whatever that is on Friday, so <laughs> it's Wednesday for us, and you guys already know, and we don't. But uh, So we'll come back to that. 
Uh, IDW has some interactive trading cards that are promoting uh, the Crossing Over series. They're free. You can go to IDW social networks and start uh, picking those up, collecting those. They're they're a lot of fun. Uh, Stern's uh, Ghostbusters Pinball Machine. I am playing on the Nintendo Switch, which means that it is now out. Uh, it's $10 if you buy it on its own, or you can spend uh, $20 and buy it as part of a bundle. I just bought it on its own. But Get the bundle. Get the bundle. Uh, it was like the bundle was that and then uh, Mustang. Uh, it was like $20. Like, I don't want to play the Mustang pinball table, but uh, oh, there well. are some other ones where you get Last Action Hero and a couple other games with it. And I think that was like $30. Um, mm. But uh, the game is still impossible. I, If I were actually putting quarters into it, I would be failing incredibly. So I'll keep practicing and maybe I'll get better. <laughs> uh, so Stern Pinball, we talked about uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 coming back to Netflix in the U.S. in March. Uh, for those of you that love to do your uh, streaming or if you want to download it and put it on your mobile device to take with you on the go, uh, that's great news. Uh, and I think that is everything that is worth us talking about. So let's, let's do this. So, uh, Chad was kind enough to send us the audio. He is a little, uh, microphone shy. So he has asked not to be heard. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you guys through the audio that we have here to play. And, uh, yeah, here's, here's, it's really great stuff. So we've got Blitzway, Diamond Select, uh, Funko talking about some stuff, uh, round two and McFarland toys. So let's start, uh, with, Jared Kasten at Blitzway. Hi, my name is Jared Kasten. I'm one of the brand managers at Bluefin, and today uh, we're going to talk about Blitzway, specifically the Ghostbuster figures from Blitzway. So, um, Blitzway um, showed the prototypes for the Ghostbusters, um, I want to say two Comic-Cons ago, and then um, they underwent a heavy production phase, and they recently came out um, to retailers about two or three months ago. I believe it was uh, December and January, they started to hit uh, the U.S. shores. Um, there was multiple versions of the uh, Ghostbusters. Um, there was a four-pack, which is all four characters together, which also comes with the Slimer, the uh, Police Barricade, and a no-go sign. There was also a Doctor Three-pack, um, which came with Slimer, and then there were also the individuals. You know, they were sold individually of each uh, character. Um, the products were hugely uh, popular, and they were very well received by fans, collectors, and the like. And um, yeah, they were they did so well that they actually uh, sold out in the U.S. Uh, pretty much as soon as they hit the market. So the Ecto One um, followed shortly after the Ghostbusters um, in terms of uh, new product um, solicitation. Uh, it is a one six scale Ecto One that houses all four Ghostbusters actually. Um, it's roughly uh, two and a half to three feet. I don't know the specifics, but um, in that range. Um, it is actually um, extremely uh, detailed in terms of the likeness of the actual Ecto-1. So much so where they even got like the little license plate slightly slanted on the actual vehicle. So they really paid attention to all the details that true hardcore fans would want them to. Um, it also has um, various lights and sounds. Um, it has the gurney that pulls out with the proton packs that can go on top of them. Um, it has wheels that can move. And um, yeah, it's pretty much the ultimate 
dream car for any Ghostbusters fans for the Ecto-1. Um, it's currently um, up for pre-order right now, so if you guys are interested, um, I would highly recommend pre-ordering it now, because otherwise it's going to be really hard to get after it comes out. The pricing is uh, $13.90, uh, not including shipping. It's a pretty big vehicle but with a big box, you know, so the shipping is going to be pretty spent, uh, you know, costly as well. So I'm, I would venture a guess you're looking at, you know, roughly $1,500 after shipping or so. And um, you can find this uh, online for pre-order at various online uh, retailers, uh, Sideshow, Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, those kind of sites. Sounds great. Okay, so up next we've got uh, our good friend Zach Oat from Diamond Select Toys. Uh, Zach, friend friend of the podcast, has appeared here on the show before, and uh, here he is at Toy Fair talking about their new line of real Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 figures. Um, Actually, just, I'll just tell everything. So Series 6 through 10 will build the Firehouse stores. Series 6 is almost out. That's got Vigo the Carpathian, uh, Gray, We're Back Ray, and uh, geared up Louis Tully. Uh, series 7 will have Vigo, um, uh, Janusz Poha with the, uh, with the um, lenticular uh, disappearing Vigo painting. Um, and he'll also come with Oscar and a pair of baby holding hands for Vigo. Uh, that figure will only be at comic shops. At Toys R Us, they'll get um, a basic uh, translucent terror dog. All of these figures will have basic versions without the firehouse parts at Toys R Us. Um, series 7 is also... Um, we're back Egon in the gray and Slimeblower Winston. Uh, series 8 is, I'm sorry, that was Series 7. Series 8 is um, Slimeblower Ray with an alternate possessed head. Um, and we're back in gray, um, Peter and Winston. Series 9 and 10 are going to be real Ghostbusters. You still need them to build the firehouse. So you need Ghostbusters 2 and real Ghostbusters. Series uh, 9 is, um, I believe, Egon, Winston, and Slimer. And Series 10 is Peter, Ray, and um, Stay Puffed. Stay Puffed is fully articulated. Slimer has the multiple faces as well as the bus driver hat for the Ghostbusters 2 Slimer that we did. Um, uh, the Ghostbusters all have newly sculpted heads, um, gear, belts, packs, um, uh, ghost trap, and um, uh, uh, PKE meters. Um, so it's, 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 you know, aside from, uh, with, and it's also new sculpted legs, so aside from some of the basic parts in the middle, it's, it's all new sculpted stuff, you know, but the torsos, we do share with the movies, but we did try to, those are all sized to the different characters. We do try to make them wider or shorter based on who the character is, and we use that same um, stipulation for the cartoon characters. So Ray is shorter and wider than the other characters. You know, he's not necessarily as comically short and fat as he was in the cartoon, but we did try to keep real, more realistic proportions because we did want them to be able to work with the dioramas, but also the other ghosts. So you can have the real Ghostbusters battle Vigo and battle uh, Gozer and um, interact with the library ghost and the taxi driver ghost. So um, we did want them to be compatible. And the firehouse has uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 signs. We have fixed the Ghostbusters 1 sign so it's not reversed on the back side. And uh, it does have the removable hook and ladder lettering so you can do Ghostbusters 1 or Ghostbusters 2 versions of the firehouse. And the doors do open. I believe the main doors open and the smaller um, person doors do. But we obviously like to do Series 11. We'll see how Series 9 and 10 do, both at Toys R Us in the basic versions and at comic shops. Uh, we're hoping that, um, you know, it's, uh, because of the real Ghostbusters and the movie Ghostbusters, um, there will be more people interested in building a firehouse, and that'll that'll um, help sales at comic shop and specialty stores. We'll see how they do at Toys R Us. I expect the real Ghostbusters to do very well there. Uh, and Series 11, uh, depending on you know which is selling better, we could do more movie stuff, we could do more cartoon stuff, we could do a mix of both. 
um, we, obviously, we would love, love to keep going with the line. Uh, it's all going to depend on sales. We're definitely going to complete the firehouse, but it's all going to depend on sales of those series, whether we go forward more and you know, tackle maybe some characters that need additional sculpting or something like that. You know, I'd love to see a set of the, uh, the uh, uh, ectoplasmic Ghostbusters and the tan outfits with the, the translucent crane heads. We did that as a Minimates box set. I'd love to see that as action figures. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be an easy one to do, you know? And I don't know if I mentioned, all the rear back uh, Ghostbusters have removable Santa hats. They're not permanently on there. They're, they're removable. And they're all keyed to the different heads, so they, they fit uh, perfectly. So we are still um, developing long-term um, some vehicle stuff, uh, electronic vehicle in our 115th scale, um, and uh, possibly some Minimates vehicles. If you're familiar with the two-inch Minimates line, that are the block figures, uh, we've done some vehicles for that, Knight Rider and things like that. So we'd like to, and Back to the Future, Time Machines. So we'd like to do that for Ghostbusters as well. Uh, those are both a little further off. And um, there has been talk about you know doing something uh, in the seven-inch scale with the Ecto-1, but um, it's really just uh, hypothetical at this point. I don't think any serious development has been done, um, aside from you know working on our sculpts uh, for the other two versions of the vehicles. But it is certainly a possibility in the future. Um, you know, we know there's a lot of fans that like that. Yeah, count me among those fans that really want that seven-inch ecto. Uh, that would be a lot of, of a lot of fun. But uh, thanks to Zach Oat for joining us there. Uh, up next, we have Jim and Michelle from Round Two. Now, if uh, Round Two is not familiar to you, you will probably know them as Johnny Lightning and Ertle. They do all of that uh, licensing stuff, like uh, slot car racers, uh, matchbox cars, all that kind of stuff. So here they are talking about uh, what they were showing off at the New York Toy Fair. My name is Michelle Serco, and my title is uh, Manager of Customer Relations, and I work for Round 2. Jim Shea, and I'm uh, an account executive, so I have retailers, some hobby guys, and custom customers as well. Yeah, I see, see you have a die-cast Ecto-1A. Yep. So we do it in 18-scale die-cast, 64-scale die-cast. And we're getting ready to do the diorama. We do a diorama. And then we also do it in slot cars, if I'm not mistaken, do we not? Yes. Yes. We also have the model kits. Model kits. So we do it pretty much across all our brands. Model kits, die cast, slot cars. And it's a perennial great seller for us. I mean, it's not new. We've, we've done it. We've run that car how many times, Michelle? It goes all the way back to when Ertl, I mean... Right, and, and it, this is just being released <coughs> now, Correct. 18th scale, so we haven't had this out There's been dramatic tooling improvements over the years. They just keep improving it, but we bring it back and people buy it. They just do, I mean, it sells out almost every time we produce the car. Yeah, I mean, it's a very identifiable car. It's kind of like the little Deuce of Hazard car. Just keep making them, which we can't make anymore. Which is allowed or no? Is the diorama new? New, yes. So this one, is, I think we're looking for like May or June. Um, and and so this, this part, of just so I'm not to interrupt you, this is resin. So it's not cardboard or anything like that. It's, it's a resin piece. Anyway. And there should be a couple of figures that will go along with that too, so you can you know lay the scene yeah. out. Yep. And then um, we'll do... Um, I think that's all we're doing on the Ghostbusters. One. It's geared to retail for about twenty-four. Not that one. That one's supposed to retail for about sixteen ninety-nine. Oh. Yeah. Because I thought Craig said twenty. This was twenty-four. 
1994. This is 1999, and this was 16. Okay. Yeah. We have three. We have other ones in different price points. Right, but they're not for the Ghostbusters. But the whole diorama thing is relatively new. We just started shipping them. Yeah. In the last year, not that one, but others. Yeah. It's doing well for us. I mean, it's the concept works. It works. Cool. Okay, so uh, definitely some good stuff in there. It was kind of tough because you needed to see what they were talking about. But round two, Johnny Lightning, they've been uh, a big part of of everything. So up next, we have uh, Chris with McFarlane. He's going to talk a lot of Stranger Things here. Uh, Chris Council, brand manager, McFarlane Toys. Um, You talk about the Ghostbusters 4-pack availability. Yeah, so it'll be out this fall, uh, around October, kind of like Halloween. Um, We did get the license a little bit later, so that's why you're seeing it come out next this coming Halloween versus, you know, when it actually aired. Um, But we're really excited about it. Uh, Each Proton pack is specific to each kid. So the the moms, they're the ones who design the actual packs and the suits. So we had to make sure we got those exactly right to make the moms happy, to make the kids happy. So we're really excited about that. Um, So each one is specific to each kid. But we did something a little different when it came to the suits. We worked with Sony on this, and we wanted to kind of pay homage to um, the original Ghostbusters. And we wanted to look at what their color of the suits were versus the kids. The kids have different shades of of brown on each suit, so it's a little different. And you go back and you look at the Sony ones, they're pretty much the same. Every, with Ackroyd, the whole whole bunch, they're all the same. So we're like, you know what, let's do the same color for all four. So we're paying homage to the old old Ghostbusters at the same time. We're also doing the the packs, the Proton packs, are specific to each kid. So we're paying homage to them and their parents for doing that, for the great work that they did. So we're really excited about that. And then you have the ghost trap for Dustin, which is a unique, I think, fun little detail. We put dart in it. So you have a little polywog in that stage of being a Demogorgon. And as you can see right here, it is right there, and he's going to pop out. You can see him. So that's kind of exciting. And then Will gets his, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, his JVC camera. But we can't call it a JVC camera, so we're calling it a TMP camera for Todd McFarlane. Uh, So we're pretty happy about that. Um, Each kid has the same exact shoes that they've worn over the the two seasons so we're, we're trying to hit those two um, can't say which brands they are we know which brands they are but we can't say them um, but we're really excited about that uh, excited about the Ghostbusters 4 pack that comes out next well this was this October yeah 2018 so really excited on that one then we have Punk 11 over here so you've seen the curly haired 11 you've seen the bald 11 basically it looks like you know, um, but you haven't seen Punk 11. Even I don't even think Punko has made a, a, a Punk 11 like this yet. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. If they have, um, but we wanted to pay homage to who we are. We are a dark action figure character company. You know, we've done some dark stuff with Spawn and everything before. And honestly, she said that she felt she looked a badass when she had the makeup on. She had her jacket and everything. So we're like, you know, let's make a badass 11. Let's make a Punk 11. We're going to go and refine her detail, like the, too much of the eyeshadow that you can see. It's a little dark. Um, we're going to re- refine that a little bit, and then we're going to change up some, some color on her jacket. But she's also going to come with the baby mask from Episode 7. Now, that episode was taken in different ways. Some people liked it, some people didn't. But it was a dark episode that you saw Eleven use her power, and then at the end of it, she changed her ways, and she didn't do what people thought she was going to do. 
but we wanted to give people an accessory that said, all right, this she's, she's dark. She's something new and unique. So we gave her the baby mask as well, which is not here, unfortunately, but she will have that in packaging. And it does fit perfectly. It goes right over the head, and we love it. She has this unique, dark, um, kind of cool look that we really am looking into. Yeah, upside Down Will will be an exclusive. He will be a retailer exclusive. I can't say which retailer, but he will be. So you can see the prototype right there. We're going to make him a little bit more blue. Um, we tried to make him as dead looking as possible, um, but we're going to add a little bit more blue to his color. So you can just kind of see, you know, when someone is in that stage of death almost, you can see that, like a blue kind of gray. We're going to add a little bit more to that, more slime, so it looks like he was stuck in something from the Upside Down. He will be upside down packaging. So we're really excited about that. We just didn't want to hang the prototype upside down and something fall and we're, you know, we're unfortunate. Um, but he comes with a removable backpack. Um, he will have a walkie-talkie. Um, really excited because uh, we think people are going to love it. I mean, they're going to love the regular one and then they're going to love the upside down one. So we're looking forward to that. And then you have Mike next to him. He will come out the same time as Punk 11 uh, and Will. So Mike is, you know, in love with 11. We figured they had to come out at the same time um, if we were going to do another 11. And so it was the perfect time for Mike to come out with Punk 11. Um, removable backpack, walkie-talkie, flashlight, the whole thing. I'm um, really excited about that one as well. And then we have Dart and Dustin, uh, the two-pack. So this is unique. What you're seeing in Dart right now is you're seeing Dart before special effects is put on him. You're seeing him in a purple pink, like a purple pink. When special effects is added, he's more green and scaly. So when you go to retail in the fall, you're going to see a green Dart that's like a little purple, but he's going to have more of a green gray. So you're going to see a special effects added on to Dart. So you're looking at a prototype right now that was uh, approved by Netflix that was given to us because they have digital models and they can't turn on the special effects for us in those. So when you go to, to buy Dart, he will be like green scaly, just like on the episode. But this, we wanted to show people what he looked like pre-special effects. So he's got like this purple kind of weird dragon look to him. We thought it was kind of cool and they were okay with us showing it. So, um, and Dustin will have a removable bandana. Uh, just like in that episode where he, he brings it down below his, his uh, mouth so he can talk and speak to Dark. And he's coming with a Stranger Things uh, chocolate bar. Not a Three Musketeers chocolate bar, but a Stranger Things <laughs> chocolate bar. And a removable backpack, flashlight, and a gasoline tank uh, that he used to kind of, you know, try and light that uh, tunnel up. So we're really excited about that. It'll come out the same time uh, around fall uh, as the Ghostbusters pack, too. And then we have the Demogorgon. 10 inches of full articulation. Every part of him is articulated. You can move any part of him and it is perfectly, let's just say, you can propose a Demogorgon to another Demogorgon and she will say yes. Or he will say yes. We, uh, we've actually been using our Instagram story a lot. It's a funny story. We've been using Demogorgon parties. So we've had groups of Demogorgons having drinks, doing all sorts of things. We're showing off the articulation. Because we've gotten a lot of feedback over the years McFarland is our stuff isn't as articulated as it, as it should be. So we said, you know what? We'll give you something. A 10-inch for that price, fully articulated, can do anything. And then we'll, we'll see what the, fan, the fans feedback is. 
I think they're going to love it. I mean, the detail is, is pretty good, and uh, we're really excited. So, which is, it's interesting. Have you, if you've seen the behind-the-scenes of the Demogorgon, the guy who plays in the suit is probably your height or my height, and he wears stilts, and he has to jump in a suit and get on and walk like this. So it's very unique, and it's a fun stuff. So we tried to, to get his, uh, his color just just right from that. So, yeah. Well, um, so with Sony, they're actually, they've been actually really flexible with us. Because um, when you're trying to make an action figure that, you know, it's easy to go and get digital scans. You go to the actor and you get a scan of the entire body. But sometimes these kids and actors aren't available. So, you know, you have to sit down and hunker down and use this photography as best as you can and literally just sculpt and sculpt and sculpt. Um, and so we've been uh, very diligent in working with Sony and Netflix and trying this process, you know, if, if the kids aren't available, you know, they're very lenient on what we can do and as far as how our sculpts look, and especially with the Ghostbusters 4-pack, we wanted them to look different than the three Dustin, Lucas, and Eleven, or not Eleven, no, Mike, that are coming out. Um, that we have on the other side of the case. We want them to look different. We want them to, to if people are going to buy a four pack, they need to look as close as possible as that we could possibly do. Um, so they've been working on us bad and, and trying to get the details, and they've been pretty pretty easy to work with. So yeah. And I did talk about the cameras and the dart trap and or the ghost trap and everything like that. Um, but it's a unique process. Uh, we do have some more figures coming out um, that aren't here, but they'll be a little bit later. We're paying a little tribute to someone who didn't make it uh, so far and that far in the, in the series. So she'll be making her appearance here soon. And then you'll see someone's little sister make an appearance. And uh, we're really excited about uh, those two because one of those figures is very unique. And people are going to see it and be like, that's cool that you can do that. So we're really excited and they'll have a little Todd McFarlane touch to it. And we're really excited where Stranger Things is going. Um, we're excited for season three. Uh, we're going to get out there and try and get some body scans of everybody and all the new characters they're going to try and incorporate. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. Excellent, excellent. So a lot of Stranger Things uh, stuff in there. Hopefully you guys don't mind. Uh, I, I am a huge fan of Stranger Things. Uh, speaking of that, we have uh, Funko. They're going to talk pretty much completely Stranger Things. So uh, keeping in that same vein, My here's Funko. My name is Funko. Sully. I, I am on the marketing team, do social media here at Funko. I actually run our podcast, the Funko Funcast, in case your listeners get a chance to listen. Uh, Stranger Things, we've had a lot of reveals over the last few months. Uh, Wave 4, which will be hitting store shelves anytime. Uh, has a lot of new characters, some returning, but we've got all the kids uh, in their Ghostbusters outfits, all the boys. We've got Eleven in three different styles, or no, two different styles, and Joyce. Uh, Eleven's in her hospital gown and then with her longer curly hair before she went with the punk rock look. Uh, we've got uh, Dart as a pop, as a regular uh, size pop, and then as a Demogorgon we've got as a six-inch pop, uh, the first time we've done one at that size. We've also got the action figure three-packs uh, that have been on store shelves for a little while. Uh, there's two different versions here. We also had one that was a New York Comic Con exclusive, uh, in case anybody wants to complete the set of the action figures. Our vinyl two-packs, which is a fairly new uh, uh, style for us. They always come in twos. Uh, so we have two different two-packs for Stranger Things. Of course, with Dustin and Lucas, and then with Eleven and Barb. There may be more of those coming. We'll see. Uh, pin toppers. We've got a bunch of different ones uh, that include Eleven, Barb, Dustin, the uh, Demi Gorgon. Well. 
and Mystery Minis, uh, which have been out for a little while now, a few months at least, uh, showing a bunch of the different characters from the show, uh, including a big Demigorgon compared to all the other ones that are in the series. And those are mystery uh, boxes, spline boxes. So you open them and don't know what you're going to get. There's different ratios on the back of the boxes. Uh, and then I believe this is the first time we've showed this off. This is a, a dart plush, but inside the plush are the different stages of dart. So you can put them all together and just have the big one sitting on the shelf or have them displayed with all the different versions out. I, I really like that. Very, very unique. Uh, and then going back a little further, we've had some Stranger Things out for a while in our Dorbs line. Uh, so there are at least five or six different figures and a chase with that. There's a chase Demigorgon and some of our Dorbs rides, including Hopper and the, uh, the Sheriff's Deputy van, uh, truck and the, uh, the scientist, I blank on his name, in the Hawkins uh, lab van. This wall here is kind of a, what everybody's been asking for a wall, as well as the newest reveals. We've got Stranger Things Wave 5, which will be co coming closer to summer, somewhere around May, uh, including five new characters. I believe there's also going to be some chases that are not represented here. Uh, but you've got uh, Sean Astin's character. You've got, finally, a regular version of Steve. Uh, Eleven Levitating, which I think is really cool. Uh, I just blinked on his name from the show. The kid with the longer hair. Yeah. Easy to find. Uh, but again, there will be some chase versions of these as well. And those are represented in our catalog. Which I can get you one so you can see images and everything. <laughs> my father told me never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it. I don't know what kind of soldier I'm going to make, but I want you guys to know that if we ever get into real heavy combat, I'll be right behind you guys every step of the way.
boys and girls. I'm Officer Friendly. Thanks for stopping by the precinct today, because I got a lot of things to tell you and some people for you to meet. That's Sylvester Parker. He's bad. He's a juvenile offender. Are you bad, boys and girls? I hope not, because then you might turn up on Officer Friendly's most wanted list. Sylvester pinched a car today, didn't you, Sylvester? I didn't do it! <laughs> and he tells lies, too. I hope you don't lie, boys and girls. Officer Friendly! Well, I said we'd have some visitors today, and it's Miss Taylor, the social worker. Hello! Officer Friendly, you know it's against the law to book a juvenile without notifying the juvenile authority, the child welfare board, or the child's parent or guardian. My mistake, boys and girls. Officer Friendly was just trying to cut through a little red tape. What's he charged with? Well, he's not charged yet, but I think Grand Theft Auto might stick pretty good. I didn't do it! Really? He says he didn't do it. Well, isn't that just like a bad person, boys and girls? They do something wrong, and then they try to deny it later. All right, where's my son? Where is there he is? Dad! All right, what's going on here? Another visitor. You must be Sylvester's father. You're damn right I am. Now, what the hell's going on? Is he under arrest or what? Well, he is under arrest, Mr. Parker, and you're just in time to watch me take down his statement. Oh, Mr. Friendly, don't forget to read him his rights. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Here, Sylvester, why don't you take a look at these? Can you read this? Uh, you, you have the, the right to... Remain? Remain silent. You have the right to attorney key. No, you no, that's attorney. He's found it out, Sylvester. All right, look, skip the damn rights. I just want to know if he did it or not. Well, let's see if we can get a little confession out of him. Sylvester, you can save us all a lot of time and trouble by telling us the truth right now. Or you can keep lying and let me work you over for a couple of hours. Officer <laughs> Bernie's just joking, boys and girls. Policemen never work you over when there's somebody else around. <laughs> you caught me this time, Miss Taylor. But maybe Sylvester needs a little more light to help him remember. How's this? I did it! <laughs> well, that wasn't hard at all, was it, boys and girls? I hope you confess that quickly when you get picked up. It makes Officer Friendly's job a lot easier. And mine, too. Now that I know that Sylvester's a juvenile offender, I can sign him up for lots and lots of social work. And I'm going to give him the beating of his life. No, you so fast, Mr. Parker. I get him first. Or I get him first. Sure. Well, boys and girls, I think you can see what happens when you try to skateboard around the law. Well, before we go, I hope you're still writing down the names of the boys and girls you know who break the law. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being a fink. Now, here's where to send your list. Send it to Officer Friendly, 5th Precinct, Your Town, USA. Now, let's thank Miss Taylor for coming by. Oh, you don't have to thank me, Officer Friendly. It's my job, and I love it. Well, thank you. <laughs> See you in court tomorrow, Sylvester. Bye, boys and girls. Thank you, Mr. Parker. I tried with this kid, Friendly. I really did. I, I tried. I honestly tried. You know what's wrong? He's a rotten little rat. Well, kids have to learn it somewhere, Mr. Parker. Who knows? I bet if I took a look at your yellow sheet... I might be cracking you someday, too, huh? I gotta... <laughs> well, I gotta get back on the old beat, boys and girls. So remember, don't let me catch you. Bye-bye. Are either of you uh, homosexuals? No, we're not homosexual, but we are willing to learn.
gonna make love? Please. Really? <laughs> Listen, son. The good off wasn't even invented when I was your age. The first time I saw a woman naked, I was already married to her. Stop whining about it. Just get on with it. I gotta get out of here so I can bring joy to the men back in here. But I don't want to live with them. Lean closer. Die müssen gehen in rehab. Rehab? Rehab. Rehab? Oh, rehab. Okay, okay, I got you. What side are you taking the big David Lee Roth Van Halen split? What do you mean? What side did you take, Halen or Roth? Van Halen. He's a cop. Oh, It's strictly a judgment call. They sold a lot of records after Dave left the group. Come on, one more question. Hey, come on, Jeff, one more. All right, all right, all right. Who'd win an arresting match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Yeah, come on. Elliot Richards needs a life. You're the man, Elliot. All about first impression. Go over there, say hello. But most of all, he wants Allison. Hi. Hi. Do I know you? Oh, I sure hope so. We've only been working together for the last four years. I don't think I've ever seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm here with some friends, and I was wondering if maybe you wanted to. Elliot has never had any of his dreams come true. I would give anything to have that girl in my life. Until now. Hello. <laughs> you're very glib. I that you're a whiz with the ladies. <laughs> well. Let's go someplace quiet so we can talk. Um, okay. What if I told you that I have the power to give you anything and everything you've always dreamed of? Who are you? Promise not to tell anyone? I'm the devil. Yeah, right. I am the devil. Satan, Lucifer, the prince of darkness. Well, the princess of darkness anyway. Why don't we take a look at the contract? I, the devil, with offices in Purgatory Hell in Los Angeles, will give you seven wishes for one piddling little soul. Is this real? It could be. Sign it, Elliot. Okay. I wish that I were married to Allison and that I were very, very rich and very powerful. You got it. Muy buenos días, señor. ¿Le apetece algo de comer? Como dices, no habla español. Un momento. Realmente estoy hablando español. Hola. Mucho gusto. No, gracias. Soy alérgico a los crustáceos. Elliot may have seven wishes. You turned me into a drug dealer. You asked for rich and powerful. But she's not going to give him... Back so soon? A chance in hell. Oh. Bedazzled. Nobody gets it totally right right away. That's why you get seven wishes. Besides, do I look like somebody who tried to trick you? I'm going to be a grandfather. You happy about that? Absolutely. Delighted. This is a disaster. No, this is not a disaster. It is. An earthquake is a disaster. Your grandmother having Alzheimer's so bad she doesn't even know who the fuck I am. That's a disaster. This is a good thing. This is a blessing. I have a vision for how my life would go, and this definitely is Wait, not Is this your it. vision? Are you living your vision right I now? I am kind of living my vision. Wow, that is sad, I'm telling you. Life doesn't care about your vision, okay? Stuff happens, you just got to deal with it. You roll with it. That's, that's the beauty of it all. I just look at how I tell the kid not to do drugs when I do drugs. I'll feel like a hypocrite. Well, remember what I told you? 
When you were a teenager? What did you say? <laughs> I said no pills, no powders. That's right, that's right. right. If it grows in the ground, it's probably okay. I mean, I guess it worked. Like, you told me not to smoke pot all those years, and then I found out you were smoking pot that whole time. Not the whole time, just in the evenings and all day every weekend. <laughs> not that much. Honestly, though, when you look at me, do you not think at all, like, Oh, if he just never existed, I would have avoided a massive heap of trouble, you know? Absolutely not. I, I love you totally and completely. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm the best thing that ever happened to you? Yeah. Now I just feel bad for you. My next guest is a very funny man who has been involved with Second City. The, the whole thing about aspiration, and when I was uh, graduating college in 66, my best friend uh, was Michael Schamberg, who's a very successful movie producer and television producer, and um, uh, Michael and I made a deal. We shook hands and said, uh, let's never take a job we have to dress up for, <laughs> and let's never do anything we, we, we don't like. Let's only do what we like. So I followed that path. I, 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 I only took jobs that I thought had really had something for me. Uh, where I could either learn or, or just purely have fun. Second City was like the fun job. It was yeah. great. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone told you, I, most of my college career was spent sitting around with the funniest people I knew trying to make each other laugh. That was, that was what we did. Uh, grades suffered, but it, it was fun. <laughs> That's what Second City was. That was the job. Someone was now paying me for what we did in college and got in trouble for it. So I thought, I'm, that's all I want to do from now on, is uh, be in that room with those talented people. I now tell students, uh, uh, identify the most talented person in the room, and if it's not you, go stand next to them. Right? <laughs> so I found myself standing next to Brian Murray and Joe Flaherty and, and, and John Belushi and, and Bill Murray and, uh, and Aykroyd, you know, and uh, boy, that paid off, great. But when you're young, uh, rich and famous. You just want to be rich and famous, right? Because that will validate somehow your self-esteem, every, everything, you know, and then you'll be worthy, right? So there I am, exactly 40 years old, uh, Ghostbusters is on the screens, and I'm relatively rich and relatively famous. I can walk down the street in New York and people yell, yo, Brainiac! <laughs> well, I was no happier than I was the day before the movie came out. So, uh, years later, uh, my rabbi said to me, uh, you can never get enough of what you don't really need, right? <laughs> so, you know, the things we really need are, are the things that really nurture our souls, you know? That, that, uh, that great rabbi's story, uh, you should start a, a note, uh, with, start each day with a note in each pocket. And one note says, uh, the world was created just for me today. And the other note says, I'm a speck of dust in a meaningless universe. <laughs> and keep them both, because they're both, they're both, neither is true and both are true. Uh, so, in a way, my career has been completely self-aggrandizing. I'm the most you know, pumped up, grandiose person in the world. And I'm still the same, like, humble schmuck I was when I started. You know? uh, I have no confidence, and yet there's this body of work that exists behind me that seems to say that I did do something. But, uh, you know, I feel like I'm starting today on a new career, looking for that next piece of work that's going to be exciting, that's going to mean something to me, and that I'm going to enjoy with 
and do it with people that I uh, that I can really love and respect. We also the motion picture is Animal House. The brothers of Delta House have a problem. The dean wants them expelled, the other frat houses want their charter revoked, and the mayor wants them dead. How did this happen? Well, it had something to do with the stolen exam, the toga party, the food fight, the dean's wife, the mayor's daughter, and the dead horse. But then in 1962, they just didn't understand the concept of independent study. National Lampoon's Animal House, starring John Belushi, rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. Stripes? What kind of man wears stripes? Got something in a low-rise bikini? A real man who can fight his way out of anything. A leader of men. A follower of women. You can't go! A tough guy with a soft heart and an even softer head. I just wish I hadn't drunk all that cough syrup. Bill Murray in Stripes. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Caddyshack. Follow the gang from the Caddyshack as they slice their way into your heart, drive you out of your skull in their never-ending search for a stroke of genius. Chevy Chase. Rodney Dangerfield. This steak still has marks where the jockey was hit with. Ted Knight. Well, what is And Bill Murray as Carl. They all get together at the Caddyshack. Caddyshack, rated R. And his latest project, National Lampoon's Vacation, which he directed and which opens July 29th. Please welcome Mr. Harold Ramos. Harold. Uh, I thought you were uh, very funny in uh, Stripes. You played uh, Bill Murray's... Funny then, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. very nice job of that. Also, I saw this uh, motion picture, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, and I thought it was very funny. And uh, now, I saw it in a screening room by myself, and I laughed. I actually one of the guy, and we laughed. But when you're putting a movie together, and there is nobody around to watch but you guys, and you've done it and done it and done it, how do you know that it's going to get laughs when people see it in the theater? Uh, you don't. Yeah, we, we laugh on the set a lot. Chevy, I have a real weakness for Chevy, so... As he would do the scenes, I, I would I would be hollering. Mm -hmm. In fact, spoiling takes occasionally, laughing out loud behind the camera. And that's the last time I laughed. <laughs> Once we wrap the film, that's it. You go into an editing room, and you sit in a dark room with an editor for hundreds of hours, and yeah. uh, just dead, totally dead. So you, you. you've got the film there, and uh, do, before it is released to the theaters, do, do audiences see it at all? Yeah, we, we tried it uh, three different times on audiences that we dragged down to Warner Brothers and made them watch our rough cut without music, and uh, we pretty much could tell where we were strong and where we were weak. So Now, does their reaction make a major difference or just a little touch-up stuff? Uh, it could be major, yeah. we uh, In our case, we, um, we had one ending shot, and it happens a lot in comedy. Uh, it's very hard to end because you never know where your biggest laugh is going to come. And occasionally, if your biggest laugh, uh, I've worked on films where the big laugh came like 40 minutes into the film, mm -hmm. which makes <laughs> the last hour pretty slow. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, our film was peaking a little early, so we wrote a new ending and shot it uh, with John Candy, as a matter of fact. Now, this film was, was based on uh, what was originally a short story, uh, John Hughes wrote. Mm -hmm. And the original ending, which is the one you shot first, can you tell them what that was? Oh, uh, the, the film basically involves, uh, Chevy plays a father with two uh, young teenage children. He's promised them the vacation of their lives. Uh, they're headed cross-country in a car to uh, Disneyland. We couldn't call it Disneyland because uh, Disney Company likes to sue. Sure, they're protecting, <laughs> but they're protecting. They don't want people, you know, screwing around with Mickey and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the original ending... Uh, Chevy, they, they get to the park. I don't want to give it away, but uh, 
they don't have the time they bargain for. So Chevy gets so incensed, he buys a movie star map and drives to this character. We called him Roy Wally for Walt Disney. Drives to his house uh, with a gun he's recently purchased, <laughs> crashes through the gates, and uh, makes uh, Walt Disney sing and dance for him at gunpoint. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it was too soft. The ending was too soft, so <laughs> we went for something a little stronger. Now, in the in the uh, the short story, didn't didn't he actually shoot? Uh, he shoots him in the leg. Yeah. He shoots Disney in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> but he did not. Uh, Roy Wally did not get shot in your original. No, movie. no. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, uh, this is a very funny film. You know who was who was I thought just great in it, and he's only in it for a second. Is uh, Eugene Levy mm -hmm. in the in the very beginning? He he does just a physical move there that uh, makes you laugh really hard. I mean, that's a real sign of good work. Well, he plays a car salesman who uh, he's does. The trip begins with Chevy picking up the brand new station wagon, and it's a bait and switch. He gets there, and the car he wanted is not there. And Eugene Levy plays a very sleazy car yeah. salesman. <laughs> but he does one great take. The first one I think when he sees Chevy rolling up. Yeah. Uh, now th this movie has some uh, uh, myth kind of uh, urban myth, popular beliefs that aren't true kind of things. And an Animal House was sort of based on that also. Mm -hmm. uh, what would, uh, give us an example of one in, in Vacation. In Vacation, well, there's the, um, it's, it's apocryphal, but uh, people with, with dogs, when they travel with their dogs, occasionally they just uh, forget and leave them tied to the bumper when they, <laughs> when they uh, drive off down the road and then... Uh, <laughs> They start hearing strange noises, and, uh, <laughs> and that's one of them. that's in the film. But uh, while we were shooting, <laughs> we were shooting in Durango, Colorado, and we were working out of a Holiday Inn there. And uh, sure enough, someone saw a station wagon pulling out of the Holiday Inn with a dog tied to the boat. <laughs> now, did you actually see it, or did a friend of yours? No, see it? it was uh, definitely confirmed sighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, was were you able to save the dog? No, they saved that one. Oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> This summer, you can get close to your family. It's given me a chance to spend a lot more time with you and Audrey. Audrey. Don't you want to look at the Grand Canyon? See the real America. It's great. And best of all, you'll only be gone two hours. Joining us now is Dr. Elon Spengler, brother of renowned Ghostbuster Dr. Egon Spengler and president of Wastebusters. Dr. Spengler, can you tell us why you're here tonight? Yes, I can, Julie. Will you? Yes. The current condition of Mother Earth is the greatest crisis in the history of this planet, and industrial toxic waste is one of the most serious threats. Our job at Wastebusters is to identify industrial polluters, track them down, and humiliate them. I've got one. You, you there, Nathan Thurm. Mr. Thurm, Mr. Thurm. Nathan Thurm, why are you trying to avoid us? I'm not trying to avoid you. Why would I be trying to avoid you? That's so funny that you think that. You are Nathan Thurm. I know that. You don't think I know that? It's my name, I would know that. And you are legal counsel and spokesperson for Diversified Industries? No, I'm not. Your name is on the letterhead. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I have it right here. Would you like to read it? You read it. I have read it. Then why should I have to read it? Because it's your letterhead. I know that. You don't think I know that? It's my letterhead. I'm quite aware of that. Is it me or is it him? It's him, isn't it? I'm Maurice Green, licensed chiropractor. Did you know that each year more than 20,000 people die 
Well, this year you may have passed away without even being aware of it. Here are seven simple warning signs that may spell the difference between life and death for you. One, prolonged absence of physical activity. Two, loss of appetite. Three, loss of sight and hearing. Four, increasing stiffness of joints and muscles. Five, relaxed attitudes toward personal hygiene. Six, inability to remember the previous five warning signs. And seven, the unexplained presence of coins on your eyelids. If you answered yes to any or all of these warning signs, you may already be dead. Don't be the last to know. Write today for this free booklet, So You're Dead, Now What? Box 1977, Gettysburg, Virginia. Do it today. It's a matter of life and death. So, Harold Ramis, let me lead off with this. What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life? Man, uh... I always go from a, 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 a little book. I like I like little books because I, I, they don't take that much time to read. There's one called uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah, you know Victor that? Frankl. Victor Frankl. All right, so I thought that was a very impressive book. Uh, and, you know, what I came away with, he, he's to me, he's uh, like a happy existentialist. That life has no inherent meaning, which, um, you know, is a bleak prospect for a lot of people. But it's, it's completely consistent with, uh, for me, with not just with existential psychology, which I kind of subscribe to, but uh, it's also a deeply held Buddhist principle that, uh, that we create meaning, that it's up to us to create meaning. As children, we start out, you know, just looking for pleasure and fun. Later, we convert that into we want power, money, fame, you know, success, uh, control over our lives. Those are may be true but once you're done with that the, the, all you have left is meaning so then you're driven by a will to meaning and almost anyone who's uh, achieved uh, maybe a fair measure of their original goals is usually left with that feeling of either despair is that all there is you know I thought these things would make me happy but they haven't or uh, a feeling of uh, discovery like you know the beginning of at least the glimpse of the wisdom that says uh, <laughs> There's much more to life, and, and and it comes from a deep understanding of life, and you know, responsibility and identity, consciousness, all those things, meaning, the things that comprise meaning. Right. The lucky ones get what they think they wanted, and then find out, oh, you know, there is no end. There's there, it, that it, it is, is in fact a, a constant seeking that that never ends. You'll never get what you need because uh, it, it doesn't. It's not possible. And it's a process, and understanding that you're engaged in this process, like it or not, for the rest of your life, and there's no destination and there's no ending where you say, okay, I'm done. You know, mm -hmm. you don't say that till your last breath, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, your mortality is not in doubt. That's gonna, that's gonna happen. And whether you're here or outside or doing anything, you have the same fundamental uh, need or responsibility to, to make this day meaningful, whatever it is. Buongiorno, signore. Time Magazine raves. Let's all cheer Groundhog Day. Siskel and Ebert give it two thumbs up. Bill Murray, Andy McDowell. Groundhog Day, rated PG at theaters now. Let me handle this. Yeah, uh, three cheeseburgers, two large fries, uh, two chocolate shakes, and one large Coke. And some flapjacks. Too early for flapjacks? Dappled and jazzy and ready. Let the morning tide drop all its petals on me. 
What question should I have asked you that I didn't ask? Oh, I think probably you probably would have asked me about Harold Ramis. I was going to ask you ahead of time, uh, did you want to talk about Harold? So, please, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a touching relationship, and you had, you know, the, the usual Irish fallout and back together and everything. So mm -hmm. tell us about Harold. Well, Harold was, uh, you know, I met Harold when I was just a young guy, and he and my brother Brian were in the Second City Theater together. Right. And they were the new age guys at the time, like the sort of the older generation of improvisational actors had moved on, and these fellas had taken over. And they were hip hippies, and they were, they were revolutionaries, and they were, you know, it was a time of the Chicago 7 in, in, in Chicago. The, the, they were on trial, and so there was great political turmoil and, and, and food in the, in the city. So they were working that, mining that material every day as they were working in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I was just a young punk and, you know, a cake eater from the suburbs. And I would go down to the, watch the show and they sort of, you know, humored me and let me hang around with them. And, I, I just sat over in the corner, occasionally would chirp something, and I got, I got to watch them for free, just watch them work and improvise and do the show many times, and I absorbed an enormous amount watching them. And uh, Harold was particularly kind to me at that time. Harold was, you know, kind of a brainiac, and he had big hair and big Jewish afro, and. He was kind of a brainiac, and he'd been a Playboy joke writer one time, so he had like all kinds of cachet. He had all kinds of things going for him. And um, you know, I, you know, he and Brian stayed close to the very end, and uh, you know, they did Caddyshack together. You know, and uh, how did you come back together again with Harold before the end? Well. You know, it was a, I mean, was, you know, that that happened, that, that that fracture happened, God, I don't know, 20 years after, 20 years into knowing each other after we'd done right. one, two, three, four, five, six movies together, as well as like some, you know, TV and, right. and theater, off-Broadway and radio, National Emblem Radio. That's true. So that's what we, we, there was a lot of, you know, if you, if you, if you were able to pick our work out of our careers and throw it away, that our careers would be, you know, hollow. If you could, if you excised the work we did together from our careers, our work would be hollow. It wouldn't be much of a career. But so that, you know, and it bothered me. It just bothered me. Uh, and I know it bothered Harold too. And I think uh, we both felt the loss and the absence. And um, I, I mean, I just didn't know what to do. And. Um, then he became ill, and I thought, well, this is stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, so... So you went to visit him? And, yeah. And, uh, so, and it was great. It was, I mean, it was a beautiful day, obviously. Uh, can you share any part of the day with us, or...? Well, there was sadness. I mean, I, I, I got to... He has a beautiful home. Me and Eric have a beautiful home in the suburbs of Chicago. And I went there, and I sort of just showed up. I wasn't expected. <laughs> I went to the town, and it was like Fargo. It was freezing, and it was freezing in Chicago, and I sort of went, I, I don't exactly know where it is, and I was 
wandering around circles in downtown uh, city, you know. And I just thought, I can't find this damn place. I just sort of walked into the cop shop and said, excuse me, we're trying to find... And they said, oh, you're looking for Harold. <laughs> yeah. And so, oh, come on, Marty, I'll go get him. And, and this girl that looks like, you know, Frances McDormand, you know, with the earmuffs, and just steps out and the vest and everything. <laughs> leads me over to Harold's house. All right, don't tell him I told you because we're never supposed to bang anybody, but I know you're okay. Things like that. <laughs> so. Okay, so why do you love libraries? Because they have books in them. Print is dead. <laughs> and we're, uh, yeah, books are disappearing. Young people don't read, and it's a tragedy because book is the most direct experience because you're in control of how you process it. You can take your time, you can reread, you can get lost in thought, you can come back to it. It's not passive, it's very, it's active. I think the thing that made me feel best was we sort of got the stamp of approval from psychologists and educators in, in America who felt that Ghostbusters was a good thing for kids to play. They found that uh, this was uh, certified and documented in a major article in the Chicago Tribune that teachers said that uh, they liked the kids playing Ghostbusters because it was non-competitive. Uh, there were no good guys and bad guys. It wasn't uh, like a, a war game. It wasn't cowboys against Indians or Americans against Russians. It was people together against uh, the unknown. Also, uh, for little children, it seems to have a, uh, it gives them confidence. Uh, right at the age when they're most afraid of the supernatural, which apparently is from five to seven, uh, along comes the cartoon show and kids identifying with the Ghostbusters, feeling they can actually defend themselves against the supernatural. So I guess a lot of kids wrap themselves in their Ghostbuster toys and costumes at night and go to sleep and sleep well. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, a very extra lengthy episode, but well worth it, Chris. Uh, talking, talking toys, paying tribute to Harold Ramis, who um, I don't think we mentioned at the top of the show. We did that in honor, you know, he passed away four years ago this past Friday, and uh, I know it's yeah. especially. I've been watching a lot of. Uh, I blame a futile and stupid gesture because drunk, brilliant, stone exactly. dead is on Netflix. So I watched that documentary, and it is outstanding they have such great footage and they all of the stuff that you kind of get the gist of in a futile and stupid gesture it's all in that documentary uh in in great detail so i've i've been on a national lampoon kick and harold has definitely been on my mind but uh yeah thanks uh, thanks for doing that this book's coming soon um yes uh that's in june uh i believe it's june 8th that uh his daughter violet has, has written that book ghostbusters daughter so this is in kind of sort of this is kind of the, the, you know the year of Harold to be honest. There's a lot of reminiscing and looking back that involves him. 
Yeah. And when you add it all up, he, he shows up in a, more reminiscing uh, on various projects than anybody else shows up in these things. So Yeah, and we didn't talk about I mean, it's the 25th anniversary of Groundhog Day, so there was a 25th uh-huh. edition of that that just came out that's a Best Buy exclusive. You know, Harold... I think a lot of people are coming around to appreciate the the comedic genius that Harold was, and and not to say that they did not appreciate him before, but I think there's a sort of a, a newfound. He's kind of going up in the lexicon as one of those greats of comedy, uh, and maybe the film school is to thank for that too. That hey, once you have a film school yep. named after you, there's a little bit of credibility there. But uh, just I always have loved Harold. Uh, I've I've talked about my encounter with him and how much I adore him. So uh, thanks thanks for doing that, man. That was really cool. No, no. Uh, I just ask that nobody get mad at me for the one clip that's in there, and you'll know which one it is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get angry. Don't drive angry. Well, it's it's a it's a particular it's the 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 SCTV one where he actually uh, it, it it talks about uh, what you do now that you're dead, um, and it's kind of like. He wrote it knowing full well that yeah. that would outlive him. He would, he would appreciate it. It's like that <laughs> SNL sketch where Belushi walks through the graveyard and he's the last one standing. Uh, you know, it's yeah. I it, think he I think knew he was going to be the first one to die. So, and from what we know of him too, I think he'd actually be more annoyed that we, 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 you know, hit it after he passed, just because yeah. we're afraid of what, you know. A f- yeah, you gotta laugh it's, about it. You gotta laugh about it. I think. Um, I think there's, you know, a, a decorum period. I, 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 you know, I saw that that clip when you know it first aired. So I, 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 I seem to recall that when the, you know, when he first passed and all that, it was kind. I know it was for me, and I'm sure it was on other people's right there in the front of your brain. And yeah, thinking about it. We all have it. a sense of decorum going. No, not thinking about it. We all went and no, but it's yeah. four years later. It's you know, it's a little mixed reminiscing thing, uh, especially in the year with those movies where we saw just kind of because we always saw him as the quiet funny guy which often seems to in our heads mean and he's not too you know crude or no he was as <laughs> hip deep as the rest of them in all of that so as, as you hear in the national Lampoon <laughs> radio hour uh, broadcasts uh, yeah but um so yeah so uh, definitely still missing him four years later yeah uh, for all the cynical jerks on social media like get over it no sorry still haven't gotten over it um but yeah uh, it's I, again, as a life, well, not a lifelong, but as a fairly serious uh, Buddhist there at the end, I, again, I think if he'd want us to walk away with any message is, you know, in, in, actually, I may have just argued myself out of my point. <laughs> I think part of him would be, would be arguing to, 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 you know, things change, you know, uh, people die, you know. And get Life over has it. changed, yeah. you know. Permanence is, is, you know, doesn't doesn't exist and all that. But at the same time, I don't know when you you got so much to look up at with him too. Um, yeah, I don't know that you ever really want to let it go. I guess we're not supposed to live in the past, but if the past looking at the past has a purpose, then yeah, yeah, looking at the past be, and right? move forward, I guess would be yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, well, particularly since uh, I think you would agree too. I think almost every fan and fan site that notes the uh notes the date it always comes with you know links to you know vasculitis research and information and all that because if there's any one thing to come out of it it's you know there's this thing that took them down and you know we should if we can do what we can to help 
uh, you know, help wipe it out. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's a good point too uh, to continue that uh, awareness uh, definitely. And and uh, you know, same thing with Hank Deutschendorf, uh, same. Yeah. You know, uh, keep keep thinking about that, and and I know that they're still working on uh, Hank's hope for a cure and, and things like that. So, um, yeah. so yeah, uh, very very cool. Uh, there is no good segue into this. So, but before you get into your final thoughts, Chris, I do want that- to mention that the uh, the Crossrip T-shirt is uh, yes. half off. Uh, we we heard uh, we heard everybody's pleas that it was a, a little bit of an expensive shirt because we were double side printing it. So we decided. All right, fine. The self-promotion can go away. We took the logo off the back, <laughs> and now the shirt is magically half off because uh, we don't have to yeah. do the double side printing. So if, if you want a Crossrip t-shirt, those are up for grabs uh, up at uh, ghostbustershq.net slash shop. Uh, help, help support the podcast that way uh, because we we don't have sponsors anymore at the, at the moment, so that will help keep the lights on, and uh, we certainly we- appreciate that. We now require all of you to yell the Ghostbusters interdimensional <laughs> crossrip podcast at the top of your lungs. Especially because you every will get looks. People will look at that and be like, is that a Blues Brothers shirt? Those don't look anything like Dan Aykroyd or John Belushi. And then you can explain it to them. <laughs> and great from that. But we also have some, some cool new merch that's coming up uh, a little bit later. We've got some hoodies with the logo and things on it. And we will yeah. bring the double-sided shirt back if you weren't able to get one. So don't, don't sweat that. But uh, if you I, have waited, now's the time to grab one. Because they're cheap. I, I think if anybody looks at the shirt and looks confused, look them dead in the eye and say, "Are you excited about the third Ghost uh, Blues Brothers movie coming out?" <laughs> yeah, the reboot. The reboot. <laughs> Two unknown guys <laughs> who have never acted in anything in their lives. <laughs> no, we just have to figure out which uh, comedy celebrities we look like, and and then <laughs> I look like Brett Butt, but that's a Canadian a thing only Canadians will get. No, you guys yeah. got corner gas down there, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, we got corner gas down here. Yeah, yeah. so you kind of know who Brett Butt is. Yeah. I actually, there was a period of time before the beard came along that people thought I was Brett Butt. So. See, there you go. Not to be confused Her- with Brett Butler, totally different. Uh, no. But yeah. Not uh, nearly <laughs> as much uh, cocaine abuse. So <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, so show, show's running long, but I do want to give you your opportunity. I, I love to give you the floor for your final thoughts, man. Do you uh, have anything for uh, to bring it on home here? No, I, I actually I think we put the cart before the horse. I think uh, kind of bringing up the point about vasculitis yeah, and about Harold, about, about yeah. uh, uh, Hank Deutschendorf and all that. I think that's that's a good a good place to leave it off. I mean, I don't want to be modeling and all that, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, good. No, that's I totally agree. Uh, totally agree there. So I, I'll I'll just wrap us up by thanking. Boy, everybody that was responsible for this jam-packed episode, Chad Paulson of Ghostbusters.net, thanks so much for gathering all of that audio that you guys have heard. Uh, Playmobil, thank you so much for the uh, presence and allowing toys, us to do... Toys, toys, I think toys. this may be the first podcast unboxing. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. I haven't looked it up. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we proved why most unboxings <laughs> are done on video, but... <laughs> exactly. Uh, so thanks to Playmobil and, uh, and Chris, thanks to you for putting together that Harold Ramis audio. And thanks to all of you for listening uh because we always appreciate you guys and we appreciate you leaving voicemails so uh, make sure you're you're getting use of that voicemail and, and calling in and making your voices heard uh all right until next week where i'm sure we will have quite a bit to talk about yes see you on the other side Who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. You're going to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. 
Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.